thing, and I don't remember all of it. I'm gonna try to do it off the top of my nod. Yeah. Uh, humans, Parkour, Andalites, Yurks, and Taxons. Uh, uh, if you manage to get some earbuds in, welcome, folks, to the Wonder Yurks for your uh, Animorphs re-reading and occasional re-watching memes. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Blair. And I'm Seda. Um, a, sorry for being a week late. Sometimes life be like that. B, uh, Sarah had to bow out this week, but I think we will have enough energy between the two of us to, like, make it work. Yeah, I think <laughs> I believe in us. Things tend to get a little wild when it's us. It's, so. <laughs> I'm also right now feeling the energy of, I'm currently sitting on the floor of the living room of my childhood home that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. uh, the audio is probably going to be super whack. There's very little that I can do about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sort of like, I walk in here and I'm immediately like, oh no, I'm 16. Uh, time to just lose my entire mind. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just slowly channeling that. Uh, so that should be, like, a really, really good vibe to sort of, like, go into this episode with. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking there are, um, worse books you could talk about with that sort of energy. That's very true. Yeah, mm -hmm, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I just want to say, before we get into the show, I've also been, like, I, you've been driving all day, I've, or, like, traveling all day. I've also been driving all day because I had so many interviews today because I'm, like, let's just schedule them all on the same day and get them over with oh no uh no <laughs> it's like no I understand the impulse but it's like oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if I just one of these jobs is bound to hire me so I might as well just do it now right uh -huh. no don't do it now <laughs> do I mean I <laughs> I did do it but I don't want to ever like go into a car ever again mm -hmm. um at the end of it I like hit a curb so hard like my la life flashed before my eyes, and I'm like, I shouldn't be driving anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've like maxed out on driving for like ever. That sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. Just combined yeah. with all of the other regular driving you're doing. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to turn it in. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Life is like that sometimes. Um, but we. We read a book this week. We, we read... did. The, the book 20, The Discovery. Mm-hmm. The first which, book. Yes. The... Sarah has been, like, hinting for, like, a month now is the start of sort of a Buck Wilds uh, arc and experience. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I can, I can, I can, uh, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, uh, there's just something about that, like, not even, like, wasn't anticipating any of this at all. I was like... There's there's something like I was like nah this is always gonna stay the same in each book but no, um, but it's exciting yeah um, yeah it's really good and, yeah I mean I'm excited for it just because this is like I mean I've said a few times before I didn't read the entire series as a kid but I did read quite a bit of it right. uh, this is not an aspect of it that I remember at all. Oh, sure. At all. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm going in completely without, like, just blinders on. Like, I have no idea how this is going to unfold and what's going to happen. And it's, like, kind of thrilling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because, uh, if I recall correctly, it's only, like, a three or four book arc. Yeah. Um. So, and I'm trying to, like, fathom how this could possibly resolve in any way. Like, 
have it be like its own standalone arc that doesn't constantly interfere with later shenanigans. Right. I'm like, know? the kid has to die, right? <laughs> right. Like, that's what I'm thinking. I don't want to like, like I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, yeah, like the kid has to die. <laughs> that's like very much, I was like reading this book and it's kind of just like, I feel like we're going towards our first major kid death because, yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, yeah, that'll make a little bit more sense, I guess, when we start talking about the actual book. But yeah, it's very wild. And may mm-hmm. I say, just if we're taking a look at the cover, the second image here. Oh, yes, let So we have Marco, who's transforming into a snake. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very, very big fan of the second last one, where uh-huh. it's closest to snake, because it just looks like a snake wearing a tube top. Yes. And I feel like I've seen that fursona. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, totally. I So usually we say that the third one is the least pleasant. Yeah. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the second one is the least pleasant because he kind of looks like he's made out of wax. You oh, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's uncanny valley extremely. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to appreciate. I do appreciate in the th- third one. So this is a picture of Marco with his hands in his pockets, and his hands continue to be in his pockets uh, once he's like got a tail and stuff, which is really fun. Can we point out the mysterious collar of his shirt? That's like not quite like a crew neck, but not quite a turtleneck. Uh huh. I don't. I don't know what that is it's like he had a turtleneck and then he was like turtlenecks aren't cool and he like cut it and then just like folded it in uh-huh um yeah totally which is fa- a bold- 1998 baby <laughs> 1998 baby <laughs> we were making all sorts of choices yeah yeah mm-hmm. looks great long sleeves you know oh yeah a long nothing quite like a long sleeved t-shirt <laughs> true it's good it's a good look it is a good look um god damn it uh tucked into some jeans with a nice belt going he he looks snazzy Mm -hmm. very snazzy yeah that would be the word i would use um (laughs) um this book opens on the most peak marco trying to be into women thing ever it is like, I'm sure that I've said Marco's behavior is egregious before. This mm-hmm. is above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, so he walks up and he's trying to flirt with a girl and it goes badly. And he talks about another time he's flirted with a girl where he tried to flirt with her by saying, wow, you're so good looking. You could be a boy. <laughs> and I'm like. And it's like, Mark, Mark, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, Mark. Marco. Marco, bud. Yeah. Oh. Do, I, do we want to, do you want to have a conversation about this or? Right. Do you have some stuff you need to work through or? <laughs> it's like, it's to the point where like I under it was, you know, 20 years ago and I'm so certain that it wasn't on purpose, but mm-hmm. it's so much that it's like, how could this not have been on purpose? Right. <laughs> Oh my god. I also want to suggest replacing uh the the theor- the theoretical social concept of compulsory 
heterosexuality with just being egregious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> I think we that, that that theory has legs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a positive switch. Uh, positive uh, twist on the whole situation. <laughs> Great, be like, oh yeah, I don't know. In kindergarten, I like married my best friend. It was pretty egregious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we're we're like the best political theorists that are existing right now. That's true. That's, that's absolutely I mean, true. That's just factual. Yeah, just incredible, like noteworthy living philosophers. Uh, mm-hmm. just constantly turning the political landscape on its head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Um, yep. Our, our, <laughs> our, our out- upcoming book, uh, Nothing is Real Except for Death, Love, and Podcast. Death, Love, and Podcast, baby. <laughs> baby, yes. <laughs> so Marco sees a kid with this blue box. And is this... Did we not know that the Esquivel device was called the Esquivel device before this book? We did not. That is something that you and I retained from the fact that Sarah knows this. That's so funny. I literally, I like, I just, I guess that I just sort of transmogrified the word into the first book when I was reading it. Uh huh. Uh, based purely off the fact that I'd heard you two say it on the podcast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that it's in our actual sign off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny because I was like, why do they keep just calling? Because Marco basically sees uh, this kid walking around with this box, the box that Elfangor had that gave them the anamorphing powers. And he's like, wow, he's got that blue box, that weird blue box. And he goes to his mm-hmm. friends and he's like, wow, that kid has that weird blue box. And then Axe is like, y'all talking about the Escafil device? And everyone's like, quah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait. Wait. That's exactly how it went. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and uh, Marco's spilling spaghetti the entire time. He's trying to, like, get oh my God. this box away from uh, this new kid, David. Um, David, Marco, enemies to lovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's so good. Yeah, he's just, he goes up to this kid and he's basically like, where'd you get that thing? And David's like, I found it. And Marco's like, cool, can I have it for my, for the butt, for the button in my pocket? And David's like, no, (laughs) I'm going to go to class now. And Marco's like, just sort of screams inside of his own mouth and runs to find Jake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is fair. Too many boys. Too many um, boys. Just surrounded by them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Marco tells Jake about it, um, and uh, they decide to take care of it, I guess. I don't know. They yeah. Don't, it's, it's like, it's, what, do, what do they do in a situation like this, you know? <laughs> right. They they sort of, like, they have, like, their gang meeting where they learn that it's called the Escafil device. And also, Mark calls Axe's body fabulously strange, <laughs> which is, like... Marco. <laughs> Marco. I, I, I think, okay, Marco's books and Cassie's books are my favorite because they're both equally egregious. It's so true. Like, it is above and beyond. I just, yeah. I love it so, so much. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they all talk about how they have this 
they decide they have to do something about this Eskimo device. They decide to go steal it from the kid. And um, mm-hmm. Marco goes on this long rant where he's like, I used to worry all the time and then I wouldn't worry about certain stuff. And now I've learned that I sh- anytime I'm not worried, I should be worried. And I was just like, oh, anxiety.jpg. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I feel great. Why? 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 Oh, no. Therapy.png. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> um. And there's like a lot of Burger King name dropping in the next couple chapters. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that sweet, sweet king money. I guess uh, so. Mm-hmm. Um, the king has deep pockets. Yeah. Um, um, so they happen upon, or like Eric the Chi yeah. uh, happens upon them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, hey, I've got news. It's bad. <laughs> So basically, um, there's this group of, like, government officials and of, like, five of them, right? Yeah, like a, a conference of world leaders. It's, like, the, the prime, like, prime ministers and presidents of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of different countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, at least one of them is a controller. And I don't know. We don't know who. which one, which seems <laughs> wild to me. Yeah. Like, how do you have good enough intel intel to know that one of them is a controller, but not which one? I mean, I guess you could overhear people, like, gossiping, like, in the Yerk pool mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, but it's like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, which is, um, I mean, it's bad news from whatever angle you go at it, um, but it's especially bad news if it happens to be, like, I mean, from their perspective, if it happens to be the president, because, like, they're super fucked yeah um specifically um so they're like okay this is we have (laughs) now they have two gigantic problems on their plate yeah um and (laughs) i'm at this point i'm like overwhelmed with how much garbage they have to deal with yeah i i had to keep reminding myself that it was part of like a, a three book arc because I was like how 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 these books aren't very long <laughs> how are they gonna do this in one book this doesn't make any sense yeah I was actually like I think I was like 75% through this book and I was like we haven't even reached like a like a rise like a climax or even close to one yet like things have just happened and I'm yeah. like oh there's more but also I was like you know like the like the action usually takes up at least half of the book so I was like what's where am I? What's going on here? You know? Yeah. I have to so. call out this one very good part of when they're all hanging out at Burger King, which is that Marco and Rachel arm wrestle. Oh, yeah. Uh, because essentially they all draw straws. And by draw straws, I mean they buy like a large fry and then bite one of the fries in half and all draw fries to decide who is sta- like staying back to protect their clothing and who's going to go steal this thing from David. Uh-huh. And Jake's like, should we really send Marco and Rachel on a mission together? Because they're both nuts. <laughs> and then Marco and Rachel arm wrestle over who is crazier. Rachel kicks him. Uh-huh. And Marco's like, Jake! Jake, Rachel cheated! Uh, Jake! <laughs> and Rachel's like, yeah, I did. I won, though. Yeah. And she, they're like, like fair enough. <laughs> like, she won on all all grounds. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. God bless her. Um, okay, during that part, all I could think about is how unpleasant it would be to hold several f- fries in your full-ass palm. I know! For, like, an extended period of time. And, like, what are they doing with the fries after... Okay, this is actually probably a really good character analysis. So, uh-huh. somebody's holding just a palm full of fries 
all the kids draw a fry. Who eats the fry after they draw it and who like throws it away? Um, obviously Marco eats it. <laughs> obviously Marco eats it. I also think Cassie does. Yeah, um, she wouldn't want to waste it. Yeah. I would say Jake does. I don't know if he would care that much, but um, I think he'd just do it absent-mindedly and then be like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, ew." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Rachel uh, discards it. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, she throws it at someone or something. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she doesn't discard it in any sort of polite, conscientious no, sort of like, way. No, she's like, Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. At Marco, uh, probably. Probably at Marco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, this is going to seem very petty because it is, but they describe Tobias coming in to land on the R in the Burger King sign. Mm-hmm. There are two R's <laughs> in the word burger. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter, but it's like there are letters that there's only one of. Why not choose one of those? You chose like one of the, the only B or two. the K. Yeah, or the U. Uh-huh. Even the E, the Ooh. I. You like it, they chose almost one like one of the only letters that there are two of and said he lands on the R. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I love you, Sada. It's just one of those things. I literally probably read the sentence over like seven times because I was just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like complete nonsense. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, It's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um... (laughs) The, I know that you skip over the morphs generally, but the morphs in this book are actually really good and disgusting okay. uh, in a fun way. So essentially, the kids all pile into these bathrooms. Um, they sort of separate. Rachel and Cassie go into the one bathroom, and Marco and Jake go into the other. And oh my god, like yeah, I did read this one. It's so fucking stall. funny. Yeah, because Marco starts to transform into a bird, and his bones just stick straight out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah. I just really liked that a lot. And me Marco's too. like, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Which makes me so happy. Uh-huh. It was just a really good one. Um, mm-hmm. But Marco's only about halfway through this particularly good bird morph when good. people start, <clears throat> excuse me, pounding on the door, being like, hey, are you kids like doing drugs in there or whatever? <laughs> like, like, what are you, what the fuck are you guys doing? Right. And Jake like throws a sweater over this half bird half man boy mm-hmm. and is like this is my little brother i'm helping him go to the washroom and one of the the managers like what's up with your little brother's face <laughs> and both jake just starts like fake crying and he's like they don't mean it and it's just like I think that they they say that he has a condition called like beakomania or something like that. Yeah, that makes him look kind of like a bird. It's like okay, why not just let him keep morphing into a bird and then put the sweater over the bird and then carry the bird out <laughs> instead of pretending that this half man half bird is a little tiny baby brother. I guess. It's- <laughs> Okay, what I'm thinking is, like, what answer could that security guard possibly have expected slash be, like, satisfied with right. to a question like that? Yeah, like, what the fuck is up with your little brother's face? Be like, you're right, we were performing experiments in your bathroom. <laughs> right. Like, 
there's... You're, you're right. I have the ability to transform from a human being to another animal um, at will. But only um, in fast food chain bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm, we're here. I mean, almost canonically, it seems to be that is That's the case. That's true. It reminded me, so in high school, I was in this film class, and we had to film a scene where somebody threw up in a pizza pizza bathroom, and mm-hmm. we were explicitly told we were not allowed to film in this pizza pizza and Mm -hmm. so we just kept sneaking camera equipment into the bathroom (laughs) which like you know in retrospect yeah that's weird (laughs) for like a bunch of 14 year olds to be like hello we are we're gonna film in your bathroom now goodbye (laughs) but it's like the thing where it's like what are they gonna do they're gonna be like stop (laughs) leave (laughs) They'll be like, no, my script is very deep and it does have mindless self-indulgence in the trailer. Thank you. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah? <clears throat> <laughs> it sure did. I spent so long in Adobe Premiere making all of the text hit specifically on the beat of a mindless self-indulgence song. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I still would. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, you would. Oh, I, Yeah. I've seen the video content you put out into the universe. It's really cute. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> so they go and they break into David's house as birds. Um, but Marco basically flies in this open window and knocks over the thing that's holding up the window. So he's just trapped in there. Mm-hmm. And there's like a whole bird kerfuffle. Rachel like smashes through the window as an eagle. <laughs> there's like a pet cat that is trying to attack him. David comes home and he has a BB gun and they're all, okay, my dad's tablet is just going to keep screaming at me because I don't understand. My dad is 76 and apparently understands how to use this tablet. I don't know how to make it not make noise. <laughs> I tried. I, okay. I, there's, okay, there's something about tablets, I think, that are only, it's the one technology that's only accessible um, uh, to people over 40. Yeah, I you don't know? know what it is. It's, I like, I try to, I feel like maybe it's that I expect it to be too technologically advanced because it's like this like Star Wars ass data pad thing where I feel like yeah. I should just be able to like touch it and be like, no, and it'll <laughs> stop. But like, yeah. it's not, you still have to like do buttons and things. <laughs> Which is, um, uh, the worst. It's just bad. It's no good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, as Marco, as they're all escaping, Marco flies past the family room and his only thought is, God damn it, I'm missing Buffy. <laughs> oh, I love him. Which makes me so happy. Of course love he loves Buffy. Right? Of course he does. Um, it's because he's gay. It's because he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, his crush on Oz would be just, he's kind of a Xander. That's mean. I love Marco. <laughs> Buffy is good. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Um, one of these days I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get both you and Sarah to watch it eventually. Um, can we start like a Kazillionth podcast where we rewatch Buffy? Hell yeah! <laughs> That's what we need in our lives, right? Um, I can't watch anything if I can't make content of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
next day at school, they find out that David has fucking Craigslisted the Escafil. Mm-hmm. Uh, David and Marco basically meet in line, which <laughs> this is another very stupid complaint. That <laughs> Marco complains that the cafeteria smells like something that's dead. Uh-huh. Um, because you know, ew, ew, cafeteria food. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then he describes three different vegetables that he thinks it might be, none of which smell alike, uh-huh. in my opinion. Uh huh. Uh, refresh my memory what these three vegetables are. I know it's them. like green beans, Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower, or something like that. Nothing alike at all. Nothing. Cauliflower alike. smells like cabbage. Uh, oh, not ca- cauliflower. Brussels sprouts smell like cabbage. Yeah. Um, green beans smell like um, green beans. Yeah. <laughs> and a cauliflower, I don't know, has a distinctive smell to it. It's, I mean, it I've never. Like cauliflower. I've never smelled it cooked, but raw it just kind of smells like a plant. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I was just like, mm. <laughs> those things don't smell a lark. <laughs> Marco doesn't know what he's talking about ever. That's true. That's canon. You can't blame him. (laughs) He's just an idiot. Yeah. He makes a joke at one point in this scene where he says casserole is French for slop. And (laughs) no one laughs. laughs. Oh, my God. It's okay. Um, So David is a bitch. But yeah, uh, it's so fucking funny how he just like kind of just doesn't laugh at any of Marco's jokes. No. And not even, like, rolls his eyes at Marco's jokes, but just doesn't react to them. Yeah, I think it's especially funny in the context of, like, later in the book, Axe makes a comment about how he's trying to understand humor um, mm-hmm. and react to it appropriately. Mm-hmm. And we have this just, like, contrasting human who just, like, is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and Marco's just like, dropping everything just yeah. like dying he's like i don't know how to communicate with you if you don't laugh at my jokes oh yep mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like a mood marco i get it but, <laughs> uh, <gasps> yeah basically marco like starts to freak out and is like <clears throat> this kid at this point i'm still not sure if david is like a yerk plant or something or like mm-hmm. if something is suspicious about him mm-hmm. turns out no he's just an idiot um <laughs> where he was like i don't know i listed this box i described all the symbols on it and i'm gonna i'm gonna sell it to somebody and marco's like fuck like, god damn it <laughs> sounds great yeah um, and then david asks him to like didn't doesn't he ask like bodyguard me on the way home or yeah something like he's that. like i don't know anybody else you and i exchanged four words yesterday so why not be my backup yeah which i feel like is okay new kid thesis you know yeah yeah that's fair enough and i mean marco did express some sort of interest in the device mm-hmm. so i guess like sure yeah sure it's legit it just Mm -hmm. added more fuel to my like david is gonna kill him (laughs) like (laughs) because i was like kid murder doesn't make any sense this is where the kid murder happens (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's it's not great and and there's this weird thing where like marco's like well did you fucking did you tell this 
random Craigslist person where you live? And David's like, no, no, no. I didn't want them to break into my house and rob me. I have a timed email sent out that'll, that'll like when I'm on my way home from school, it'll send them my address. And I understand it was 1998. Actually, no, I don't. Because in 1998, I feel like we were more secretive. I'm like, you're giving someone your home address? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because these days, you like, if you're going to get something from Craigslist, you go to a neutral location. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we, I think, and and we are like way more lax about our identities online now. Like, for sure. People, like, if someone doxed me, I would not blink an eye. No, honestly. I'd be like, yeah, I could have tried harder. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, I remember, like, I remember the change when it became, like, it used to be a big-ass deal to know your online friends' real names. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I remember that, too. I remember being yeah. in chat rooms on anime websites. That's yeah, when, like, yeah. I made my first online friends. Uh-huh, totally. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, nobody knew my real ass name, and I didn't know any of theirs, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, oh my god like yeah. and then they found out I was like 12 at one point and they were all like 20 something and they were like oh no and uh, I'm like hey <laughs> I have no barometer for how okay this is <laughs> I'm a child yeah absolutely it was I mean chat rooms were very wild for that kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah so it's just like David's like yeah I don't know I sent a stranger my address and I'm gonna sell him something and Marco's like cool so that's Visser 3 I'm gonna go round up my gang I will hang out with you later. <laughs> he like goes and finds Jake. Jake is, I don't know why I found this so funny, but Marco tells Jake what's happening and Jake swears loudly in the middle of class and gets, just gets sent to the principal. It is so funny. I'm like, I'm just, Marco's like, hey, uh, <clears throat> Jake. Yeah. Uh, so David's like selling the Escapil device. Like, and, and Jake's just like, fuck. <laughs> Teacher's like Jake. <laughs> Let Jake say fuck. Let Jake say fuck. He does. He needs it. He deserves it more than any of us. <laughs> right. Exactly. And oh then God. Marco waits to tell Cassie and Rachel until they're together because Cassie, quote unquote, has a calming influence on Rachel. <laughs> Her girlfriends. <laughs> oh. Just, oh. Yep. Of course she hey. does. Uh-huh, hey, Capplegate, you fucking coward. Yeah, come on. Let, let these girlfriends kiss. Right? Lord. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then basically everybody's kind of f- finding their way out of class. Marco goes to find Axe, and this is where Axe is like, oh, that's a joke. I'm trying to learn about human humor and respond appropriately to it. And it just, I this is possibly time. a thing that only you and I will get, but it just reminded me so much of Valencia in Crazy yes! Ex-Girlfriend being <laughs> like, was- Oh, was that a joke? I don't really like humor. <laughs> she is my favorite human being ever. Um, and then later, like in the season, she's like, yeah, I'm starting to like get into jokes or whatever. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> so much. It's such a good character trait. <laughs> it's so funny. Watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, by the way, everyone. Please. 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 <laughs> please. 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 Oh. <laughs> please. just like a crazy ex-girlfriend they break into somebody's house (laughs) it's all it's all crazy ex-girlfriend yeah it everything is 
Okay, I actually love this house, this particular breaking and entering, because Marco just sort of toddles up mm-hmm. to the house and is like, oh, the door's open. <laughs> and Axe is like, yo, don't. And he's like, why? <laughs> and then the alarm starts going off, which I guess is possible. I yeah. feel like maybe it's just modern alarm systems that like your door has to be locked to, I don't know. I've never had an alarm on my house. Yeah, me neither. Or anywhere I've ever lived, so yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, they're they're trying they're breaking into David's house to try and stop this email from being sent. And Marco basically was like, "Hey, Axe, you can you can sort of do whatever you want with a human computer, right?" And Axe like snort like snort laughs at him <laughs> and is like, "Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, totally." And Marco's like, "Okay, can you though?" And Axe <laughs> is like, "Okay, are you trying to insult me or what's happening?" And so the alarm goes off, and they're trying to get to this computer as fast as they can. And Axe is described as skittering wildly on the linoleum. Um, cause of course he doesn't have any grip cause he's got hooves <laughs> and I like, I had to stop reading for a moment. First of all, because Axe, my son, but also my real life son, Gerald, who has so much fur growing between his toe beans that when he runs in a kitchen, he can't stop. I have a Persian. Oh And it's yeah. a similar problem. They he just, just go. he just goes. <laughs> Um, so they go into this room and then, uh, David's dad, who has been described as a spy, Uh um, comes home and he turns the alarm off and he's basically answers the security company being like, no, don't send anybody. I'm a fucking cop. Yeah. I've got it. Mm -hmm. Axe transforms into a cockroach or something. He turns into something small and he hides. Oh, he turns into a spider and hides. And Marco, like, hides under the bed where there's just a loose snake. (laughs) <laughs> which um doesn't seem healthy for the snake it isn't that's the thing like you can't just have a free range snake you can't they have to be in climate controlled things like yeah you can't just let a snake sort of go around your house <laughs> unless it's the jungle which yeah. it isn't it's, it's a not- house <laughs> <laughs> it's super a house yeah and it's for some reason, it takes Marco, like, several minutes, or so it seems, to understand, because this snake is, like, threatening him, mm-hmm. and Marco takes, like, three hours to be like, oh, I can acquire the snake. <laughs> He's the dumbest boy alive. He's just not, and this, this morph, when he morphs into this snake, is so good, mm-hmm. uh, because, first of all, he describes the feeling of all of his organs just coming loose and starting to like jiggle around in his body. Horrible. But most importantly, all of his body transforms before his head. So he's just got snake head, snake body, Marco head, full-size human head on snake body. Tube boy, tube boy, tube boy. Which I'm like having a fit. Boy who is a tube. Boy who is tube. Oh, he's been so many types of tubes. He's been shitty gray tube flapping around in goddamn ocean. And now he's been this tube. Oh. Oh, my God. Are you having an attack? A little bit. Also because my mind just tried to make the segue 
Speaking of tubes. Uh-huh. Internet tubes. The t- internet series of tubes. The email sends anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you did a great job and I'm super proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, and this is basically the the beginning of the big action, but it's a very wild one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it starts off with David's dad, who is a cop, coming yeah. in with his gun out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco eats Axe, uh-huh. and then Axe is like, <clears throat> excuse me. Did you just eat me? And Marco's like, uh, maybe. And then realizes that even though David's pet snake has had his venom sacs removed, he's venomous because he's built from the D- the original DNA. And so he's like, oh, hey, Axe, how are you feeling? Did I maybe bite you when I ate you? And Axe is like, I don't feel so good. And Marco's like, well, fuck. Makes himself spit Axe out, which is not something that comes naturally to a snake. Um, and then because Axe has been poisoned, he has to start to demorph and David's dad is like, what the fuck are you? Marco tries There's to de-escalate just a tiny the alien on the ground. Yeah. Marco gets shot. Axe cuts off the cop's finger and then Visser 3 shows up. <laughs> it's... It's a shit a, show. Yeah. Also, did you know the word... Gugas? No. It's said in this because during the fight, um, at some point David arrives. Um, during the fight, Marco was talking about how all of David's shit is getting knocked off of his desk, and he says like his action figures and gugas, 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 and I was like, that must be a misprint in the copy I'm reading, and I looked it up, and it just means shiny things. And I was like, Marco, please to do tell me where from learned that word. <laughs> please. He's the dumbest boy alive, but only in like specific ways. That's true. He honestly, <laughs> he does seem like the type who would hear a word in a TV show or read it in a comic or something, look it up. And then s- go, say it oh, all the time. that's a cool word. Yeah, and absolutely say it all the time. And, it, and he'd be like, oh, you don't know what a gugas is? <laughs> Oh, no, like Marco, no one does. Be like, no, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's... Fuck. Okay, Marco. Fuck Marco. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's basically just a whole bunch of fight. Several times they describe how David's bedroom just doesn't have the right amount of walls anymore. Um, David jumps into the fight to try and save his snake, so I kind of forgive him for just letting it roam <laughs> because mm-hmm. at least he clearly cares about it i don't mm-hmm. forgive him take care of your animals <laughs> but um yeah but then his snake is marco and marco's like hey leave me alone <laughs> um i have to say so stupid like i love every single time viscer three morphs like into an alien because it's always something new and always something so fucking weird. Yeah. And um. it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. He turns into like a big old thing with like 
a mouth on its belly and like fingernails that it can shoot. Mm hmm. Or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah, it's something like that. I'm trying to find the name of it. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, yeah. know if it's in this, but, um, yeah, he, it's, so, it's like so crazy. <laughs> A lot I'm, is going on. I, I, like, couldn't follow it. I, like, wrote down bullet points just to be like, where are we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, this is um, the most Magnus, I think, has ever been in an Animorphs book before. Honestly, I think that's true because it's the first fight where everyone involved where first of all it's the most factions they've ever had in the fight because we've got the animorphs we've got viscer three's team and we've got a couple of humans who don't understand what's happening and it's kind of i feel like a lot of their other really crazy fights have been against animals or Mm -hmm. non-sentient sapient creatures this is entirely creatures with their own free will and own agendas uh-huh. who are all battling each other and all trying to find this house. one thing in a house in like a <laughs> suburban home <laughs> okay is, isn't it all in like a bed yeah i think that there's like sort of a minor fight going on downstairs because at one point marco's like where are cass where's cassie and rachel and then he's like oh i guess they're you know, beating people up downstairs to try and keep them from coming upstairs. But all of the action we see is in one room and maybe a hallway. And it's like three hork and Visser 3, who turns into a huge alien, a cop, a teenager, a snake, and, and, and it, just an Andalite. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they just, Marco makes a comment like, David's not going to have a good time cleaning up his bedroom. <laughs> It's bad. It's not great. All of his goo-gahs are everywhere. <laughs> his poor fucking goo-gahs. poor fucking goo-gahs. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so a lot is going on. David tries to sort of give up the Escafil device to stop the fighting. Rachel comes upstairs as a bear and just fucking tackles him out of a window to save his life mm-hmm. and david's parents get year napped they just mm-hmm. they just take him which um horrible for this child like yeah he's a child he's like a bitch but he's also a child whose parents are just like like everyone the an- animorphs are like yeah your parents are like fucked and there's not really anything you can do about it right. hey do you want to like become one of us yeah it was like and it's like so much I thought this was really interesting. I mean, I like where it is in the series, but it's really interesting as sort of like a backdoor pilot into mm-hmm. the Animorphs. It would mm-hmm. make a really good season two kind of opener. Yeah. Um, because it's got the sort of fish out of water in David. Um, but it's also, when you look at it that way, it's seeing how much the characters have changed. I think David, despite how much I <laughs> just can't stand him provides a really great contrast for how hard the other kids have gotten mm-hmm. because they basically yeah they're very much like yeah your your parents are like fucked like they're gone uh this is a war welcome to the war you're in a war now mm-hmm. um they they have sort of their their moral dilemma where they have like passed out david and they're like well we can just leave him in this dumpster <laughs> and he'll eventually get caught by the yerks Mm-hmm. and turn into a controller or we can make him one of us um and 
they're sort of all debating whether that's fair or not because he didn't sign up for it. And they're like, right. well, neither did any of us. Sure, yeah. And it's kind oh. of easy to forget that because they're also like in it right now. Yeah. Um, and any, any like internal conflicts seem very temporary because it's like, um, how can you back out of a situation like this, you know? Yeah, I think it was interesting. It was Cassie's thing was brought up at the beginning of this book where I think Marco disagrees with Cassie on something and he's hesitant to say anything because he's like, yeah, Cassie left. She like mm-hmm. quit for a while. Yeah. Uh, now she's back. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Under what circumstance? Uh, circumstances remains unclear, but yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I hadn't I hadn't thought about like so. I was I was like still trying to process the insanity of the fight scene and then process the whole David situation with his parents both getting taken. I hadn't put the dots, like, I hadn't connected the dots for how weird that must be for Marco. Oh, yeah. Until Marco goes into, like, just a fugue state and, like, info dumps for, like, three full paragraphs about, like, in explicit detail what it's like to be taken into a yerk pool and turned into a controller. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, he's panting and he's Mm -hmm. like... Oops, just realized I wasn't thinking about David's mom when I was describing that. I was thinking about mine. And I was <laughs> like, oh, shit, Marco. <laughs> Oops, all trauma. Yeah. It's oh, my God. so, yeah, it's rough. It is mm-hmm. so, so rough. It's super rough. Um, I, It's so interesting because it's like, I feel like Marco is especially – like short with David about this whole situation because mm-hmm. because um so David ends up having like a, a sleepover at Marco's place yeah um and in the middle of the night they go use a payphone to call uh David's dad and um Marco is like like clearly on edge the entire time to the point where he like cuts it off pretty quickly yeah um like takes the initiative to be like yeah this is we're done with this um and i mean to his own credit because it's like sure enough um a bunch of yurks show up or uh, human controllers i guess and like jeeps and shit <laughs> yeah um this is the part that i thought was so great as sort of like the the opener type thing for like the se- the next season is that it starts to it it does such a good job of showing the scale of the problem yeah because Marco's like, yeah, they're going to trace that call and they're going to come. And David's like, that's stupid. And Marco's like, okay, let's hide and see what happens. And sure enough, mm-hmm. people show up. And then yeah. those people get attacked by the rest of the team. And Marco's like, yeah, they will have been like take, keeping watch over my house and they probably followed us here to make sure that we'd be okay. Mm-hmm. And David's just like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and it's just thinking about like, David as this kid who just lost his parents and is still trying to come to terms with all of this but like everyone's just like yeah this is life you know yeah get used to it because you're part of it now whether you like it or not Um, because I mean David could turn his back on this but um, I mean it's the same thing like how are you supposed to lead a life after um, knowing all of this is happening around you right 
I think, you know, I hadn't thought about it until now, but this is an interesting contrast as well to, um, what's her name? The kid that Cassie. Oh, yeah. With, who had been a controller. Mm-hmm. And it's different partially because that kid was literally like a little kid. Yeah. And partially because they didn't, it's not like they had the uh, technology to turn her into an anamorph when mm-hmm. that happened, but just the, the contrast in how they handle the knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. Obviously they both have very different experiences with it in that this kid was like turned into a controller and so sort of has like a very different like personal experience with it. Mhm. But yeah, I don't know, there's just it's it's really it's interesting to start we're we're far enough along in the series now where we're starting to see it affect other people directly and not just in the way that they are controllers. Right. It's not just like battles anymore. It's like um, human consequence, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, it's it's them realizing that they can't, I don't, I think it's part of it, like realizing that they can't be so insulated because uh, things are getting to a point where it's becoming more and more noticeable what's happening, you know? Yeah. Or it's affecting more and more people, I guess. Yeah. For sure. Um, that's like, so. that's, that's a really interesting part of their conversation where they're talking about whether they're going to give David th- these powers uh, because they're basically like, listen, if we're going to fight a war, we need to start building an army. Right. And it's actually Axe who's the one who's like, we're not an army. <laughs> <laughs> we're like guerrilla warfare. Like, we're like a little group of insurgents. This mm-hmm. is not an army. We can't, you know, this is, th- that's just not what we are and it's not feasible. Mm-hmm. And they make a joke about how if they wanted to do an army and they put up like a recruitment, the only people who would respond are people like Rachel. And uh-huh. Rachel's like, yeah, it wouldn't be great. <laughs> like, Rachel. I love her so much. I love her so much. It's interesting more and more in the past few books. I think it's like the past three or four books. Everyone has made a point of saying, yeah, we're all pretty uncomfortable with this and still feel feel weird about it but i think rachel was kind of made for this <laughs> right um which makes me fall in love with her so much i know um because she's not really had a lapse in and in, in like dedication to it really not in recent memory at least um she's pretty committed to whatever has to happen yeah I mean, not to the point that axes but like you know, but Axe also has a completely different, like, cultural upbringing, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, were Rachel, my AU were Rachel's and Andalite. Were Rachel and Andalite, I think she would be, like, like, 50 times more gung-ho than Axe is. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So. So, uh, everyone start penning your fan fiction for me, please. <laughs> please, please. Putting out the call. <laughs> yeah. They, so this is one of the, so the Andalites from what we've seen have a lot of like ceremony to them. There's a lot of like ritual in their culture. Mm-hmm. And so when they kind of bring David into the woods to give him the powers, they're like, should we do like a ceremony or something? And I really expected Axe to be like, yeah, this is what we do. And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they... This is where we learn that Cassie doesn't know all of the words to Star Spangled Banner, but she does know all the words to Mbop. 
even know at least the first verse of Star Spangled Banner and Mbop has a lot of nonsense in it. I don't know if I could <laughs> rattle that off by heart. No, I probably could. I'm lying to myself. But right. This is you we're talking about. <laughs> I love the just these like these 15 year olds standing in the woods holding a cage of two birds and this alien technology solemnly reciting Mbop. <laughs> is such a good image um (laughs) which took a backseat to the star spangled banner which would have been i'm gonna argue funnier (laughs) can i say i think that's true this actually is the beginning of a long run of weird patriotism in this book yeah you know like Marco gets emotional about David being given the powers because it's like when a new American citizen gets sworn in and they were formerly wherever they're from, but now they're an American and it's heartwarming. It. <laughs> I'm looking at the, um, the, the Wikia page for this and it was published in July, which is America's birthday oh month. God. So... <laughs> I love that. I really, really hope that that was on purpose. Me too. That makes me so happy. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Also, Rachel gets really pumped up because she's like, David's acquiring his first morph, and she's like, ooh, we're going to have to buy him morph clothes. I love (laughs) She's like, yes, 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 yes. Yes. So good. Oh my god. Uh, and this is where we start to get more and more hints that David just sucks on ice. Uh-huh. Because basically they have these two birds in a cage that they're releasing from the um like rehabilitation clinic. And they've got like a big old eagle and they've got a smaller bird, which I don't remember which bird it is. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like yo, take the smaller bird because it's, like, fast and it's more, it's going to be, like, better in more situations. And David's like, I want the big one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, okay, but, like, the smaller one will be more helpful to you. And he's like, yeah, but I want the big one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, uh, I mean, I guess. And he's like, what, did you guys, did Jake tell all of you guys what your first morphs should be? Or am I not allowed to have my own choices in this group? And gets all, like, haughty about it. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, okay, man, you can be the eagle, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's, like, actually, like, a whole-ass piece of shit. Or just, like, um, not super pragmatic because it doesn't seem super real to him yet. yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like he's kind of treating this as, like, like a fun game rather than, like, something serious with actual consequences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and who could blame him, really? Because, like, as we recall in, like, book one, Tobias turns into a cat just because it's fun, you know? <laughs> he sure does. 
Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, I mean, I didn't like David the entire thing, but a lot of my opinions on him are absolutely colored by what happens next. Yeah. Which is that essentially now is when we start to get into the plot about the conference with the world leaders mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last like 20 pages of the book, maybe probably less. Mm-hmm. Um, they all go into bird morphs after they like take David to acquire. He goes to get like a predator morph from the zoo and a bug morph and they all turn into birds and they're flying off to this hotel to like check out all of the world leaders and see, make sure that they don't all get turned into controllers. Mm-hmm. And David kills a crow in eagle morph and he says, oops, yep, I lost control of the morph. And Marco's like, yeah, here's the thing. I'm a liar. I lie all the time and uh-huh. I'm good at it, which by the way, Marco, don't know if I believe. Um mm-hmm. I can tell when someone's lying. David's full of shit. David just murdered a crow because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And like, so I think probably a lot of my opinions are colored by being like, David's a crow murderer. A crow yeah. of all birds. Yeah. Crows are good. No, totally. I mean, he definitely is a little dark-sided. Yeah. Um... Uh, this is definitely an omen. Also, this is an omen on top of the fact that his cat is named Megadeth and his snake is named Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> Which I actually think is, like, awesome, but uh, does not necessarily evoke positive uh, feelings. Absolutely. You know, not, not strong protagonist feelings, I guess. There's a there's a throwaway line where Marco's like, I don't know, we don't know what type of guy he is. He has a cat named Megadeth and a snake named Spawn. And Cassie's like, oh, so he likes bad music and good comics? <laughs> it's like, Cassie! <laughs> I love her. Um, we actually get a, a good run of really, like, good character moments here really quickly, where basically as they're getting closer to this hotel they start seeing um helicopters and tobias is like oh that's the president's helicopter it's the blah 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 and everyone's like excuse me he's like you know like the air force and like that specific type of helicopter is the blah 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 the president's always in it of course he knows so much about helicopters yes he just oh yes knows stuff about stuff and it makes me so happy every time yes. oh my god because you know he read so many books i know when he was like alive and human well he's alive when he was yes. human. <laughs> oh my god tobias matilda are you yes holy shit <laughs> holy shit for real though Oh Ooh. my god, I love him so much. Yeah. I think I've said that about every character so far. It's all um, true. <laughs> it is all true. It's just all true. <laughs> and then we get um, some incredible Cassie moments mm-hmm. very quickly. Because essentially, there's this whole thing where they switch out the real helicopter, the blade ship, like Visser 3's ship arrives, but it's cloaked, and they switch out the real helicopter for a hologram helicopter and they stun everybody on the president's helicopter, and some of the Animorphs make it inside the blade ship, and some of them don't. I think it's only Marco, David, and Cassie, maybe? Mm-hmm. And Axe, maybe, make it in? Yeah. yeah, Axe does as well. And so the four of them are inside, and they're trying to coach uh, David through turning into a bug, which is a particularly unpleasant morph to do for the first time. Oh, he does so bad at it, He too. does so bad. And Cassie weaponizes the bad blood between Marco and David (laughs) to the point where Marco's like, yeah, I've always known that Cassie like really understands people. 
and is really good at talking to people. I guess I never thought about her using that to manipulate them before. <laughs> which I love. Which I love so much. It's just that moment where he's like, oh shit, I'm glad you're on our side. <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> because Cassie's oh essentially like, oh David, you're scared of turning into a bug? Yeah, you should have seen Marco. He was so scared. He can do it. You, you can't do it. He could do it. He did yeah. it. You can't do yeah. it, huh? Yeah. And David's like, fuck you. I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Not before screaming, though. Yeah, and alerting the entire blade ship. Because <laughs> it's still, like, on the one hand, okay, why did they take him on this mission? That's Can a I be real? great question. Like, just because you turn him into an anamorph doesn't mean you, like, take him onto the field immediately. Just leave, like, someone there to babysit him. Yeah. Um, and this, because this is, like, important. Like the president is involved and also like prime ministers and shit you know yeah um it's insane i was like as i was reading that i was like thinking about that and i'm like they made some questionable decisions man that's so <laughs> true i literally didn't even think about it because it all happened so quickly mm-hmm. but it's like certainly the first mission you bring him on should be one of your like openers like eh, we have to take a parrot from the rainforest cafe like <laughs> Shouldn't that be, like, the first one where you're like, okay, buddy, here's how you become a cat. Like, what the fuck? Right. I also, I'm, I wonder if they're going to reveal one of his morphs per book. Because they were very mysterious about which morphs he took. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess, is just to, like, leave something fun for the imagination. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's. Oh, he's it's, just, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's just bad at this. He's not great at it. Yeah. There's a moment here where they all think they're about to die, and Marco makes a very explicit reference to, like, heaven, like, Christian heaven, and, like, <laughs> makes a, ve- like, a, a St. Peter reference or something. Mm-hmm. And Axe is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which just made me laugh so hard because, of course, why would Axe know what the fuck Christian mythology is? Uh huh. Like, why? There's no reason. But just to have it explicitly called out where Marco's like, ah, we're going to be talking to St. Pete in a minute. And Axe is like, who? (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh my God, because it's like, he's so panicked. Yeah. Yeah. He has to understand. Yeah. Oh. oh my god, earlier there's a moment of uh, where Tobias runs into a window, not on purpose this time, thank god, uh-huh. and he just starts talking about Clue, the board game, <laughs> like he like gets a mild concussion and is like, ah, Mr. Mustard <laughs> did it in the, with a pipe, and Marco's like, Tobias, you good bud? Uh-huh. makes me so happy and then essentially marco gets blown out of the blade ship mid chase sequence and we've got a cliffhanger yeah just like cockroaches just like swirling in the air it's great yeah (laughs) um yeah we we don't have a we have a to be continued at the end so it's like Ooh, what will happen? It's so mysterious. How could we possibly know? Is this um, our, is this the first like actual cliffhanger or has there been one before? I think this is the first because um they're very these books are very episodic. Yeah, they're very self-contained usually. Mhm. So, um 
this is just a little mini arc, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, but it's it's fun. I I, I actually um, enjoy the the whole mini arc idea. I I like consistency. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. which is the nerdiest thing I think I can say. Um, <laughs> Me very genuinely replying with, yeah, it's cool. It's, like, pretty up there. So. I love when things um, stay the same <laughs> or progress at a, you know, reasonable pace. Yeah, I think um, it makes sense because they've been getting, like, more and more every book has been referencing, expli- like, explicitly referencing events from previous books. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they would finally try to expand and be like, no, listen, it, this is serialized now. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. There just really is. There really is just a lot going on. <laughs> there's so much. Hey, that's what happens when, like, there's kid war. There's child war. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Things get a little, things are a little crazy. Stuff is just going. Um, I'm trying to remember. So this... Uh, we planned on, I think I said this earlier, planned on recording this a week ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to remember if we've sent out a questions tweet. <laughs> yep. So I'm just going to go find that. There sure was one. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, here it is. All right. So let's um, get dick, dick deep in some questions. Woo. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. First question from at Pidmon on Twitter. Jasmine Marsh asks, if the Animorphs were in Potterverse... Uh, oh, where Potterverse Animagi, what would one's form be? No time li- limits, uh, but one form only. Um, Tobias is pretty easy for that yeah. one. Yeah, I think that off. honestly, a lot of them have sort of their main morph. Right. That they do, but... They're not super practical. Yeah. And like, <laughs> well, okay, so... Um, I was, I was going to say that they're based on personality, but I was thinking of fucking Patronus because they absolutely explicitly say that Peter Pettigrew took a mouse so that he could turn off the tree. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter is so stupid. I know. <laughs> I oh, my so God. Much. It's fine. Okay, it's stupid in a way that, like, makes my brain buzz in the best way. Yeah, you I know. know. Read, read another book. <laughs> okay. No, I... I wild out, you know, we know this about each other. I wild out about, like, Harry Potter mm-hmm. maybe once every other month. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you gotta. You just, look, it's an animal instinct, and um, we are we are at the mercy of our impulses. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm trying to decide if Rachel would be a bear. I honestly think she's... Um, so it's not necessarily personality based, but I think the fact I think it says a lot about her personality that she would be a bear. Yeah, because I was I was gonna say she might want to be something that's a little bit more um, not graceful, but like agile, maybe. Sure. But honestly, I think that she's just a gymnast because it's something cool that she can do with her body. I think that she just wants the raw power of being a bear. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think she'd totally be a bear. Mm-hmm. Tobias would definitely be a bird of some kind. Yeah. Um, uh, Cassie's a horse girl through and through, so. Absolutely. I think the only other thing I could see Cassie being is a dolphin, and that is not a good no. animal. <laughs> there's, to- one, there's one arena where that works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she'd totally be a horse. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think Jake would be a tiger. <laughs> Either that or his own dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he really likes being Homer. <laughs> oh, I actually like had such a, like a a feeling in my chest at that. I know. Oh. <laughs> I love animorphs. I actually and I love don't know what Marco would choose. You don't think it would be Big Jim? It might be. I think the thing is, I think that Marco doesn't like morphing that much. That's true. I think that he doesn't really care for being an animal. Yeah. So it's it's a little hard to choose one for him that isn't just completely practical. Yeah. Which I think Big Jim makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's practical that. if you want to smash, but also, um, again... <laughs> Bear and gorilla um, and a horse are all very big animals. Yeah. Marco and tiger. Could, yeah. Four very big animals. Marco could be a smaller monkey. Oh, he'd totally be a goofy little monkey that could do stupid tricks all the time. Yes. And everyone would be like, can you please be serious and like stand on your feet? And he'd be he, like, no. No. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, my God. Well, I'm glad we little, figured that one out. Such a little Spider-Man. Yes. Just they're like trying to have a meeting and he's just hanging off the ceiling and they're like, Marco. And he's like, I'm listening. <laughs> <gasps> I'm obsessed. Um, uh, next question is from at what is cosplay. Um, hey, what do you think about David's combat morph being a lion? If it's in this book. So I guess spoilers. Oh. <laughs> um, and Rachel's in the show being a lion. Oh, Rachel would be so pissed if she knew. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, fuck you, David. Uh-huh. Um, oh, this one's an interesting question. Um, which character from Spy Kids is each of the Animorphs faves, and why is Marco's machete? Um, I uh, actually never saw Spy Kids. It's been a grip since I've seen mine, so I don't think I can, since I've seen it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think I can re, uh, reliably answer this question either, but... I do love Marco being obsessed with Machete. <laughs> um, I'm pretty into that. Um, uh, which Animorphs would fuse Steven Universe style if they could? Okay, I love this. Me too. We're getting a lot of crossover questions this week, which yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with. Yeah, I'm very, very, with. very into it. Um, okay, so obviously, like, there's Cassie and Rachel and blah, 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 blah. I think that Rachel and Marco would fuse while fighting. <laughs> yes. Oh no, their fusion would be so great. It would be so good. Oh my god, it would just be so hyper. Yes. It would just be like bouncing around everywhere and like shadow boxing constantly. Yes. <laughs> it would be so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this question. Me too. Um, I would love accent Jake. <gasps> Yes. Mm-hmm. But oh also accent Tobias. Oh, those would both be so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like picturing both of them. Okay, so the Axe and Jake fusion would have to look very royal. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. It would be so good. Uh-huh. I'm trying to – I mean, none of them have like an actual distinct weapon, so I can't really think of their like what their fusion weapon would be. But mm-hmm. I just want Jake and Axe to carry like a sword cane. Yes. Like it's like this big old scepter with a jewel on it. That, yes. Like, he like, hit, like whips and like it it do, it's it doesn't have like a cover on it. It like comes out like a like a knife, like a yes. like a foldable knife, and okay, turns yeah. into a sword. Uh huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god, god it's so Tobias good. Tobias and Axe. Tobias would and Axe. Just um, be a science boy. Yes, just a, on the smaller side, just understated. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love them. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be. The, I'm gonna be thinking about this question a lot. Yeah, this is gonna be the rest of your day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is from at odd day at odd days George, um, who asks. Uh, this isn't related to the prompt, but what if Axe do drugs? Mm. What if Axe smoke weed? Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, I, okay. The um, uh, the 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 obnoxious part of me is gonna be like, probably not a great idea because yeah. we don't really know how that would interact with his body, his like alien body, which somehow can breathe oxygen. That's fine. Um, why can't all these yeah, aliens yeah, breathe oxygen? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's not something um, that I <laughs> think about all the time. It's fine. <laughs> oh, but he has a human morph, so he can get, like, totally, like... He's already so yeah, awful around food. He can food. smoke weed. Oh, I, mean, it it, I mean, it be, wouldn't be he'd great. He'd die. He'd eat so many chip, his stomach fall out. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Even though we don't know has, how his exactly. form, I feel like we must have said something like this before. Him just like, because he feeds through his hooves, him just like prancing through a weed farm <laughs> and then being like, eh. <laughs> oh, it'd be so much. Oh Imagine like, Say that. It'd, it'd be, be so, so much. much. Like, because he's already so like spacey, like literally talking about space. Like imagine an Andalite stoner talking about science and, like, how big the universe is. No, he'd get so high. He'd be like, I can't move my body and I'm falling through the ground. (laughs) It would be horrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um... Uh, we've got one uh, question asker at uh, Coleman who says David's a jerk, just straight word. up. Word. Um, word, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, last question from at Heavenly Evan uh, who asks, who the heck names their snake spawn? Um, and I think Cassie already answered this question. Uh, someone who, with bad taste in music and good taste in comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, God, they're all just nerds, aren't they? they really- are and it's so good mm-hmm. it's the best <laughs> god i just love that marco watched i think i think there's been a reference to marco watching buffy before but i don't remember but i love that it's now like canon that he watches it regularly enough that he's like shit did i remember to set the vcr fuck if mm-hmm. i miss buffy i'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> i love him i love the thought of him like trying to get the others into it but it's just not quite their speed mm-hmm. like <laughs> mm-hmm. rachel's like this is stupid and fake <laughs> cassie i think likes her sci-fi and fantasy both very hard yes for sure and so she's just like this is this is very goofy <laughs> and jake just doesn't get it jake's like wow <laughs> cool cool fight <laughs> And Marco's like, oh, fine. He's so crestfallen, actually. Yeah. So he could crestfallen. Maybe, he could maybe get Axe to watch it with him 
as cultural studies. Yeah. <laughs> Tobias oh, might it, watch it. Oh, oh, Tobias loves it, but he's also a bird, so he he's doesn't really, like bird. get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a couple seasons behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, well, thank you all for listening to this week's um nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you would like to support further nonsense in the future, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash fearbaiting to support this show and our sister podcast, Fearbaiting, where we talk about horror movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, $1 a month um, gets you early access to episodes, um, and you can vote on movies for fearbaiting. That's not super important here, but, you know, something to keep in mind. $5 a month gets you shoutouts, which I will do in a second um and if you have something you want us to say with our flesh mouths you can just do that and we'll do it um and then at ten dollars a month you can for fear banning you can um demand we watch a horror movie of your choosing uh so you get to call the shots uh of that kind of situation uh so for our five dollars a month and up patrons um thank you so much to michael kaiser uh kit Paul Bechtel, Sophie, and the cool Sophie. Uh, we love you so much. Um, you are the reason why we can keep doing this all the time. Yay. <laughs> um, if you want to contact the show, you can do so at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter. I believe we have a Gmail, uh, thewonderyorks at gmail.com. Um, if you want to find me online, you can do so at blurkitch on Twitter or blurkitch.tumblr.com. Tita. Was that my name? That's you. <laughs> I thought you said. Hey, you hey! Said I've had a day. Tita. I can say your name however I want to. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with that. It's fake language and names. It's all not real because it's not death, love, or podcast. So Ooh. my name is whatever you want to be. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at nudity with an e instead of a y. I make music as people you meet at set of bars. You can find a bunch. Of, you can find like 15 or 16 EPs at gaygothvibes.online. Um, mm-hmm. And you should check out our currently absent co-host on Twitter at gayestlulu. Oh, yes. Um, she's all around there, all around the she, town. She's tweeting. She be and, tweeting. She be <laughs> just tweeting it all up. And posting. Tweeting mm-hmm. and posting. Love to tweet, mm-hmm. love to post. Just gotta put it all on the line. <laughs> oh, we should not podcast together. <laughs> this went real I think that we're both so tired that this actually was like really contained <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay what else do we do oh yeah that I think that's the all of it I think that's um, the, the one thing the full 100 <laughs> percent Jesus <laughs> I'm shutting this shit down um thank you so much for listening uh we will see you in two weeks with book 21 the next one in this little arc um but until then I have been and will continue to be Blair and also same for me but a seda instead yeah <laughs> uh and remember keep your hand on what we've just learned is called the eskimo device <laughs>